If everybody thinks you have to live in that community, you do not have to live in that community. I, I, I know agents right now that are killing it, that are doing it on Fort Lauderdale on the beach, and they live, they live 40 minutes away. So it's really, pick a, pick a city. I always try to say, pick a neighborhood that you want to live in one day. And, and that's motivation, because guess what? That's what I did, and I live where I want, my dream house. And it took me a long time to get there, but I live in an area that I'm blessed to live in. I'm so fortunate living there with my family. And it, it, it took me 20 years to get there, but we're there. And I, I'm very happy to be there. So the question is this, how do most agents succeed in today's competitive real estate market when all the successful agents are keeping the secrets to themselves? So that's the question. And this podcast will give you the answer. I interview agents from all over the world. I ask them their tactics and they share all of their secrets with me so we can give them to the world. I'm Aaron Amuchastegui and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Hey, Real Estate Rockstars, Aaron here with a quick commercial break, but hey, you've got to listen to this one. This one has a really, really short time offer on it. I tell you what, my friend Trevor Mock of Carrot is cooking up something super, super cool. Carrot Summit is coming up July 12th. It's a one-day virtual event for investors and agents who want to learn how to generate highly motivated, consistent leads online and how to grow and lead a team. The sessions will range from tactical breakouts on today's most effective marketing strategies like SEO, Google, AI, chat GPT for lead gen. Also to leadership topics like how eight figure CEOs delegate. Trevor is an expert at that. If you follow him on social media, you'll see he shares so much about how he delegates and grows his huge businesses. How to avoid burnout as an entrepreneur, how to scale your team. They're gonna have a wide range of experts that also come on and talk, eight figure investors and agents, best-selling authors, industry coaches. I mean, you name it. If there's an event out there, he's doing it. But one of my favorite sessions is where you're gonna learn how to train your team to profit from every single lead as a hybrid investor agent. You know, Carrot's been the authority on inbound lead generation in our industry for nearly 10 years. Trevor's team and business is one that I myself want to learn how to emulate. So join us on the summit to learn how you can build a business of freedom and impact. Go to carrot.com forward slash rockstar for our link or go to the show notes to grab your spot for free. All right, back to your podcast. Welcome back to the Real Estate Rockstars podcast. I am Shelby Johnson, and I'm here with your host, Aaron Amuchastegui. Today is a super fun, thank you. Today is a super fun episode, um, not just because our guest is a total badass at farming and luxury closings, but also because he's one of the OGs. That's original gangsters, Bill, just, you know, because you're old. (laughs) From our Real Estate Rockstars mastermind event. So Bill has been going since year one back in 2021. Welcome, Bill Soul. We are so excited to have you on today. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm excited. It's my first podcast. Dude, first time on the... We're lucky we get you for your first one. Because you you are a superstar. And we've seen from like our interactive masterminds with you too, the how like you do some stuff that's really unique and really different. I'm pumped about us getting into that. Um, and, you know, and seeing, you know, seeing where we're going to go today. So I, we were going to talk about what you do. I'd love to maybe even have you share a story a little bit later about the, your first experience when you showed up at the mastermind and you were thinking, who is this guy? You might not want to hear that one, but okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so listeners buckle up. You're going to have fun. Totally. And I was going to hit the listeners with some quick stats. So that way we can jump right into the nitty gritty. So Bill is from Parkland, Florida. His niche is farming specifically luxury closings. He's been an agent for 26 years and done over 1,100 closings and over a billion dollars in volume with just this past year, closing 72. billion dollars. Woo! And 60 million volume this past year, dude. We're so excited. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. I'm excited. You know, I'm a big fan of this uh, podcast. Yes. And before we jump in, I was hoping you could take us back in time a little bit. So like, I want to dig into farming specifically today, but curious, like, how did that piece start? Were you always using farming as your strategy? Can you take us back to the beginning? Yeah, um, I worked for a big heavy hitter that was in Star Power. That was one of the stars. And I I was on her team and she was a huge farmer. She dominated two of the cities. Uh, She's currently retired, but um, she was just a great mentor to have. And uh, I went on my own in 2000, and in 2008, the market shifted here across the whole country, actually. 
And again, most agents are chasing the buyers. There's very few, there's a very small percentage of listing agents. Most of them are buyers agents. And uh, I had a, I had a, an epiphany one day where I had one of the agents in my office said, Bill, would you rather have a storefront where people walk in to ask to sell their house or you want to wake up every morning and chase a buyer? And that was a huge, huge moment for me. And a light bulb went off. And um, I actually understood what he was talking about. I mean, it just hit, smacked me in the face. And I said, uh, uh, how do you do that? You know, and it was about farming. And um, it was just becoming the dominant agent in one particular area, become the resource, the value, the person to go to. And it takes a long time. It's literally like farming. Uh, but once it gets there, your pipeline's constantly full. And, uh, you know, it, it's a great it's a great position to be in once you're there. It's an honor to be in that position with the city and the people. So, I, you know, but it took me, it probably took me two years. And I tell everybody it takes anywhere but 15 to 18 months or just shy of two years to, before you start getting in, you know, before you start getting some leads. And real quick, could we define, just because, you know, some people might be hearing, oh, I want to farm, but like, they're not quite sure what that means. Like, what does sure. farming mean? Um, I have now connecting with the community through knowledge, resources, and branding. So that's what farming's meant to me is becoming an asset to the community where somebody could come out to you and, and you know what you're doing. I mean, plain and simple, you know, every model, you know, every neighborhood, you know, every community, you know, what's going on with the, all the events in the community and people trust you to be the resource of selling their house. And I think one unique thing about the, my understanding of the farming that you do is, is, is I've heard a lot of people talk about find your niche, find your property. You know, if you want to do houses in this price point, filter your list, to this price point or filter to people that are like, you know, a certain age or have certain amounts of equity and things like that. So a lot of other people, I think when they're doing farming, they're choosing like a zip code or something, but they're also really, really filtering it down. So if there's 10,000 houses in a zip code, they're only mailing to actually 500 or a thousand um, or marketing to, but your strategy is different, right? Yeah, my strategy is uh, well. I started in one one small area, and I've grown over the years to the to the whole city now. So we farm the whole community now. And um, I, I think one fear people have, especially younger people coming into younger agents coming into the uh, you know in real estate, is I, I I don't have enough money. I don't know the people at the country clubs. I don't you know I'm not in that social life. And that was a big thing for me. I don't come from any money. Come from a small neighborhood. I start working for a team. That well, I mean, our first million dollar house I've ever seen was working with this lady, you know, in, in the nineties. Um, and I never, you know, I've never been in the gated community. So all of that, uh, that was nothing. I had no parts of being in that city at that moment. Um, but I was working with a lady and what my, that was kind of my internship. And what I said is I'm going to learn everything I can and get involved and understand the neighborhoods, understand the, we have a lot of acres out there that are, that are custom homes. So you have to know the vegetation, the height, the elevation. Um, the lot. So there's a lot to the builder. So there's a lot to know about the communities. And that's what you should know if you're going to go into a particular area is you should know every single thing about that community and let everybody know you know that. Okay. So, so for you, you picked a small area to start with and Correct. strategically picked it. How? It, well, I'm a general contractor. So I picked the hardest neighborhood. <laughs> which is one, one acre custom estate. So it's something not everybody can get into because you really nice. have to know what you're talking about. Um, so I enjoyed all the custom acres, uh, all the custom homes out okay. on the acres. Well, there's okay, no HOA. So there's no, there's no association telling you what to do, any rules. So it's a, it's a wild, wild west. And you picked the area um, and then you said it took two years kind of to build out. But like, what did you do specifically to gain the market share of that, that area? What I did in particular with a print company is I got very lucky. There was a gentleman that two brothers that owned a print company at the time, and one of them was a helicopter pilot. So what he did, he went over every single home. There's 800 homes in the community. He went over every single one of them and took an aerial shot of every single house. And then we sent a postcard out and it said, do you know who lives here? We do. And then it said on the bottom, it says, if you want an eight by a free eight by 10 of your aerial of your home, let us know. And I tell you, that was in the early 2000s. And I tell you, everybody reached out and loved that. And I would I'd print a beautiful 8x10. I'd frame it. And I'd bring it out to their house, shake their hands, introduce themselves. And that just that caught on. That's an incredible story. Yeah, that is a like, great story. I've got like chills and excitement and just imagining how ahead of your time. I remember the first time I saw like a Google Maps satellite view yeah, of a neighborhood. Awesome. 
And I was like, this is amazing. I can see my house from the sky. And you were so far ahead of your time doing that. So I just, I can only imagine how excited people got with that. So you're like, so you went and you sent everybody pictures of their houses. They're like, holy crap, this is a picture of my house. And you said, if you want a picture, reach out. So now all of them are reaching out to you. So now you've got their name, their phone number. I mean, you had their name and their address, right? But now you've like created this Now you've got that belly to belly, you know, that contact. And you're giving something, not expecting something. And that went a long way. What a wow, wow factor. Uh, and I can't even imagine a, a way to do that today. But whoever comes up with that way to wow, you know, people like that was a big endeavor flying in it a was. helicopter, taking the pictures like what totally. an effort. But like what a wow factor. I've never heard of anybody doing something like that. But what a way to get off to the races. So yeah, it was a great start. What did you do before real estate? Why did you get into real estate? I didn't start. I was bartending when I was a kid and got in real estate when I was 18. So I'd bartend and from, you know, probably from three o'clock in the afternoon to two in the morning. And I'd go home, take a shower with a long hair and an earring. I would change. I would go to real estate at nine o'clock and I would just try to, you know, I was just a young kid learning and got involved with some very rough, unethical, small mom and pop shops at the beginning people that I thought were licensed that were using me to do contracts when I was 18 and they were unlicensed agents out there working. So I had a lot of hiccups, a lot of ups and downs. And eventually I went to a seminar with the bartender guys I was working with. And some of the bartenders were investors and flippers. So I went to, what happened is I went to a seminar with them. I met the lady that I ended up working with for her team for about six years, who her husband was a developer and builder. And she was a, she was a phenomenal mentor and agent. They both were. and. Um, I went on my own in 2000 after learning everything from them. And then, um, again, just, just hustled, focused and concentrated and was consistent, but there's a lot of walls to hit. Believe me, if you, uh, anybody watching this, call me if you need to, because there is a lot of ups and downs and there's a lot of walls and a lot of, a lot of spending waste, a lot of wasting money. If you don't do it correctly. Hey, real estate rock stars, Aaron here with a quick commercial break, but Hey, you've got to listen to this one. This one has a really, really short time offer on it. I tell you what, my friend Trevor mock of carrot is cooking up something super, super cool. Carrot summit is coming up July 12th. It's a one day virtual event for investors and agents who want to learn how to generate highly motivated, consistent leads online and how to grow and lead a team. The sessions will range from tactical breakouts on today's most effective marketing strategies like SEO, Google, AI, chat GPT for lead gen. Also to leadership topics like how eight figure CEOs delegate. Trevor is an expert at that. If you follow him on social media, you'll see he shares so much about how he delegates and grows his huge businesses. How to avoid burnout as an entrepreneur, how to scale your team. They're gonna have a wide range of experts that also come on and talk eight figure investors and agents, best-selling authors, industry coaches. I mean, you name it. If there's an event out there, he's doing it. But one of my favorite sessions is where you're gonna learn how to train your team to profit from every single lead as a hybrid investor agent. You know, I've talked about that on here. We promote real estate agents and trying to tell people everything they need to do to get more lead gen. But one of my favorite talks at my mastermind last year was these guys that came on and said, hey, if you were only trying to go be a listing agent, then you, it's like you're working for tips. You've gotta be that hybrid investor agent where sometimes you make offers to buy properties at the listing appointment while you're also telling them that you can list it for them. You know, I checked out the lineup in summary. They're gonna focus on lead gen mindset, vision casting, all stuff I talk about on the pod all the time. You know, I'm also a part of an annual mastermind Trevor puts together, and it's always one of my favorites. He definitely knows what he's doing, and him and I even grew up in the same small town in Oregon, so it's extra special to be able to promote this event for him. You know, Carrot's been the authority on inbound lead generation in our industry for nearly 10 years. Trevor's team and business is one that I myself want to learn how to emulate. I mean, he even has a competitive business to one of mine, but he does so well, I have to respect that. So join us on the summit to learn how you can build a business of freedom and impact, go to carrot.com forward slash rockstar for our link or go to the show notes to grab your spot for free. All right, back to your podcast. It, Bill, when you're on stage next year in Austin, you have to show us one of the pictures of long hair and an earring. And, <laughs> we have and I'll to try to dig it. up some of mine. I'll try to dig up some of my worst <laughs> photos out there ever that, that stand out. But I could only, I mean, I picture you as a bouncer, not a bartender. I uh, did that too. The you are Not surprised. A, uh, yeah, a, <laughs> I'm a I'm a little a guy. Giant. 
Okay. So I want to know more about, you know, okay, if I'm the perspective, I want to get into farming. I understand how you picked the area, you linked up with a print shop, you did these really cool idea of the aerial photos, and then got some, you know, interest from there. What else did you do to take over your area? Well, another another epiphany I had was I had a competitive a competitor at one time who was clueless about the area that I was going after, clueless. Um, but the other agent, there was another agent that I was talking to, and he said, you know, perception is nine tenths, and it really is. I mean, this guy was sending some postcards out saying he's number one in the area and had no clue about the area. And um, once I saw a couple listings, I realized perception is really. Not, you know, nine tenths of the law. You know, it's, it's, if, if people think you're number one and you're telling them you're number one, um, and you're providing information to make them think you're number one, it, it works. People, that's what they think. So I had to get out there and get more aggressive other than just sitting back going, Hey, this is the neighborhood I like. I had to start finding out how to get in front of the line of the other agents and giving value. And that's where I came in with the helicopter postcards and people really, again, you got to differentiate yourself. There's a million of us and a lot of us are doing the same thing. And uh, even now I just changed companies and I'm with a new company and it's the wow factor. Like, how am I going to walk in with my pitch and differentiate from some of the other top agents in the cities in the city that are great agents as well? You know, so constantly, it doesn't matter how long in your business, you're in the business, you're constantly trying trying to change, or at least we are trying to be better and better constantly. Can we talk about what that looks like specifically? Okay, maybe not back in the day, maybe what your business is now, because when I think of you, I think of mail. So what do you what do you mail? How frequently the whole tells everything? Yeah, so what we do is postcards and we don't, we specialize in custom postcards. We don't, we're not very gene- generic. Your, um, your recipe that you send to the houses are, aren't going to be generic. They're very generic. Everybody could send a recipe, a basic postcard. Yes, here we are. Great. Um, so if you look at the top right corner, you see just listed and one of, uh, Shelby here with me, our Shelby, her husband's a great marketing. He has a great marketing company. And he came in and helped me with the idea of stop doing the typical, I'm number one, I'm a million dollar producer. Uh, you know, it, it stop being the car salesman kind of uh, agent. Nobody cares about you until they say you care about them, correct? That's the saying. So what I did was just focused on very high-end photos. Um, I took my photo, my personal photo off the postcards and put them maybe on the back, a small. But most agents are just look at me, look at me, look at me. And it becomes a little bit obnoxious, especially when you go higher end. People don't, the higher end clientele don't care about you. They want to know what you know before they care about what you, what you're marketing. So we start really focusing on doing high end postcards, really big postcards. I think we're, I think we're 12 by eight and a half. Um, so the main thing is when you're going into, when you're going into a, uh, your mailbox, the mail is put right here and they're folding it in your newsletter and sticking it in. So there's no way Love you're that. mixing me up. Yeah. You're not mixing me up with the other agents postcards because we're their postcards are in, within our postcards. So you're seeing us no matter what we're obnoxious in your mailbox. And when you're in your, we're in your mailbox all the time. So it's uh, every time we list the property, sell a property, have a property pending, we send out another postcard. And um, so that's what we do in the postcards newsletter. We have a huge newsletter you see in the middle. That's a uh, trifold. And that gives more information about our websites, about my team, about all the properties we have listed, about all the properties we have sold. And it gives stats and statistics on the back as well um, of the city of what's happening with the numbers. And um, we offset, again, some of you agents out there that say, I can't afford this stuff, offset some of the costs. You have lenders, you have title companies, you have attorneys, you have inspectors. Have these guys help you out. The so I want to I want to just break those things down a, a little bit and for those of you Same. guys that were are listening on the podcast we just were sharing it uh, the, where you'd see it on our YouTube page but we'll get it uploaded into our toolbox too so you can see some of the examples of what Bill was talking about but we, so one of the things that I he- I heard you say is you put you send you mail out a giant newsletter to everybody and then what ends up happening is it's the biggest one in the mail so the post office will essentially put everybody's mail inside yours. And kind of wrap it or like tuck it in there. Because that happens when I pick I up my mail. That. There are times when some <laughs> of the mail is like stacked inside of another one. So you actually design it in a way that if they do that, your face is on. They're going to be seeing your face uh, no you matter know what's what. what's flattering is our mail lady is awesome. And she says that we're celebrities in the post office. 
because and I, I just love her, but she's like, oh, everyone knows who you are. We see your mailers all the time and it makes it so easy to just stick the mail in in the mailbox. So I'm like, hey, great. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. Yeah, but even the mail people love us. What is the size that makes that really, really work? Like, um, is- it's a, it, a typical is what, eight and a half by 11. I think we're 12 by uh, 12 by eight or 12 by nine. So it's yeah. it's larger than a regular piece of paper. So just slightly larger. You have slightly larger postcards, right? Like that are going to be bigger than every other postcard. Or when you do the newsletters, you know, you're slightly larger to where everything else is going to fold inside. It's fantastic. I love that. I would love to talk about how, because you mentioned that those postcards, the big ass ones, right? They go yep. out every time there's a new listing, a property sold, you know, pending market updates. Can you talk about like your system for potentially automating that? Or like, how does that actually work to send out so much? So I have a print company and I have another, uh, an office manager who Val is on my team. She's my listing coordinator, listing manager. So she takes care of all of that. But what we do is she comes in, sets up the photographs, sets the emails, the the photographer emails all the photographs and, and links to the printer. They set up in the basic template we have. They send it out for proofs to make sure all the verbiage and everything's correct. And then it, it goes out. Every door direct mail. Uh, we can go over that a little bit later too, if you want, or when you want to do that. But we do every door direct mail, which simplifies and co- it cuts the costs big time for us being that we were farming probably about 40,000 homes. So how many postcards a month or how many letters a month? We're doing, we have 40,000 homes. So depending on, based on how many, well, how many solds enlisted we have that month, that goes out. So sometimes so you, you'll have so one you might or two. send five or 10 postcards to 40,000 people. Yep. That's an, so incredible. No budget. wonder the post office freaking. Right, so, yeah. Yeah, exactly. so yeah, they better, they better oh love my you. God, yeah. Yeah. The, that's like a, um, so but again, baby steps. We started small. We started in a small, small community of 200 homes and two to 500 homes. We just, I, I have a, literally just had this conversation with a good friend of mine with another company. And, um, he started off with a, a, a cheap, a cheaper brochure that goes into the mailbox, but he started off 8,200 homes. It was a small pamphlet, but I told, but when we were going over this, he bit off more than he could chew. It's still very yeah. expensive. But you can't be the jack again. I like the jack of all trade, master of none. Like you're going too big if you're a jack of all trade and doing 8,200 homes. Because what? Guess what? Nobody knows who you are in 8,200 homes. You got to start small. Start two to five hundred homes. Make the marketing material nicer, and focus on that community, the name of that community, the aerials of that community, and let the people know you know that community. You're not gonna know, you're not gonna learn 8,200 homes. Um, you know, immediately on, on a postcard, this is not going to work. It's, it's that's brilliant advice, listeners. So if you're as you're oh picking apart, Bill, it's really easy for us to get overwhelmed with the idea of forty thousand mailers, ten. I don't have that budget, but what he just said is super important. As you're starting, pick a neighborhood and probably a neighborhood with a price point that is beneficial for this sort of a budget as you're going out. But finding a neighborhood of totally. uh, so wherever you're living, like especially if you're trying to step up into a bigger price point, so 200 homes or 400 homes and just do a really really good job instead of Quality. instead of 10,000 homes yeah. and every time I've done mailer, I've said it's a mail it's a you know, it's a numbers game and it we've is. tried to hit as many as we can and you're saying instead now hit a few one that you know you can master, do a really, really good job, spend more on your postcards, more on your newsletters, hit them a bunch. And so now they're going to say, this guy must be, because uh, nobody else is sending that many mailers. So no way. T- tell us about every door direct mail, because as we start to look at budgets, I, I've seen on like the post office site, there's different prices for things and how to do it, but yeah. I've never understood or been big enough. Yeah, to every do door direct mail, if you go to the US postal post office, they have a tool and you hit the, now they're tricky. I, I, and I'm not sure of their game. Sometimes they'll have five streets over here and then a street on the other city. Um, where that one street that you need, you have to pick a whole, a whole nother mailer. So it, it's a game. Um, it's a process that you have to figure out. Um, using the tool. Um, like I said, there could be, there could be one neighborhood could have three mail routes, which drives you crazy uh, because it'll bring in, it'll incorporate a whole bunch of other communities that you're not doing. But you know what? It bothered me at first that there's other communities getting my postcard because I'm spending print and mailers wasting it over there. But it's not a waste because, you know, they're still looking into possibly selling their house. And if you're going to grow your farm, then it's just the next step to grow over there. So they already know your name and then you start making it more specific as you grow. Hey, now I'm in your neighborhood and they already know your name. So um, 
But if you could get a mail route that has one mail route, it'll save you a lot. It's, it's great because then you don't have to print that much and you can just print the shell, throw the, uh, throw the photo in there and just make it systematic. And the whole thing is having it systematic. You don't want to, a lot of people at the beginning want to save money and they want to do their own rubber bands. They want to do their yeah. own account. It's just, you know, it's not going to be consistent. It's too much work. It's too much work. Have people help you offset the cost. Hey listeners, Aaron here. I just want to tell you about something I'm super, super excited about. You know, a couple months ago, I had a bunch of people in my office in Austin and I taught what I called my foreclosure masterclass. It was to teach investors how to make money with distressed real estate investing through foreclosures and other sorts of leads that are out there of people that are desperate to sell or need to sell and maybe they don't even know it yet and that process. Well, we had so much fun when people, everyone came to the office. So many people said they wanted to do it again. I recorded the class. It's now live and available for purchase. So if you're interested in learning about becoming an investor and learning about becoming an investor agent, being able to educate yourself uh, some more around foreclosures, about distressed real estate and how to get those, go to the foreclosuremasterclass.com, the foreclosuremasterclass.com. All right, back to the podcast. So you mentioned starting small, right? And mm -hmm. then, you know, the every door, that's because you live in a, what, how big is your city? Uh, 40,000. We do the whole city. Oh, that it's, a small city. it's a small city. <laughs> okay. So hypothetically, like at what point, if you are starting small and you're doing one neighborhood, how do you know that you've got that neighborhood and you're ready for the next expansion? You know what? You're making enough money. You have you have listings. You have money coming in. You have a return on your postcards, and you're seeing that you're you're comfortable now, understanding that you can move on to the next city. It really it really just a feeling of going. All right, I know what I'm doing. Okay. We're getting returns on our mailers, and we could you know let's take the next step. Aaron said earlier when he put, sends a postcard out, he tries to reach to a lot of people. Um, but that's that's based on him sending out a, a postcard saying, Hey, listen, if you're an investor looking to sell your house. Uh, through investing. So it's a whole different perspective. If, you know, if I want to sell my house or sell it fast or quickly, you know, but if you're looking to, if you're looking to keep hitting the the residents in that neighborhood that you're, you're that you're their agent in that neighborhood, not just the city in that neighborhood, then you're going to try to be a little more micro focused on that community. And you don't have to live. Everybody thinks you have to live in that community. You do not have to live in that community. I, I, I know agents right now that are killing it, that are doing it on Fort Lauderdale on the beach and they're live, they live 40 minutes away. So it's really pick a, pick a city. I always try to say pick a neighborhood that you want to live in one day. And, and that's motivation because guess what? That's what I did. And I live where I want my dream house. And it took me a long time to get there, but I live in an area that I'm blessed to live in. I'm so fortunate living there with my family. And it, it, it took me 20 years to get there, but we're there. And I'm very happy to be there. What's your average price point? 1.2. 1.2. Yeah. And the, do you, with this, do you end up getting, or maybe when the market was on fire, do you get a lot of pocket listings? Do, are they always, are people ever asking you to kind of list them quietly? We do. Um, we do. Um, I don't always see the benefit of that, but sometimes like right now we're back in a position where we have no inventory. So we do have some people calling saying, hey, I want to put it on the market, but if you have somebody, let me know. So we do have a couple pockets, but the market is on fire right now, and uh, we're we're able to double side up a lot of the listings right now too. Nice. What's the cost of the mail per piece? Um, you're you're looking at anywhere from a dollar to a dollar fifty per door, depending on uh, the 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 newsletter is very expensive, but I offset that with some of the uh, other vendors I have. But the postcards are big. They're a little bit pricier than a lot of other postcards where you'll see, you know, anyone will say 25 to 60 cents, but we, you know, we're, we're probably triple the size of those postcards and we're getting a lot more, they're a lot more effective than the other postcards. And, and do you just bring a stack of postcards into the post office and say, okay, mail this to the city for me I and don't. they do the all the door direct mail is very specific. So our printer has actually a permit number. They, they know everything about it. They know how many to stack because they change it all the time. So I, I don't have the time to worry about what they're changing. It would drive me crazy. I'm a, I, I have a lot of ADD and I would not be able to focus on that. It would drive me nuts. So uh, I give it to the printer and they have the permit number. They know exactly what the rules are and they bring it to the post office and, they, and then they, uh, they send them out. Yeah. I'd be so spending more time on newsletters, getting the postcards out than real estate, than uh, prospecting if I did that. Before we hit record, I was telling everybody that, or I was telling you that you've been listening to the podcast longer than anyone. Yep. You've been listening to the podcast longer than me. 
the you met Pat Hyben before I met Pat Hyben. In the 90s, yeah. Um, yeah, you met him back in the in the 90s. And um, I mean, I think your story so far has been incredible. I love the wow factor gift. Like, I'll never forget that idea of the helicopter, like the wow factor. I love what you said about perception is nine tenths. It, it really is, guys. It really right? is. Like, I mean, as you start saying, like, I'm people you were seeing postcards where they were like, I'm the number one agent in Barton Creek and whatever the, you know, the neighborhoods were. And people were like, well, he's the number one agent. This, like, otherwise, he wouldn't say it. Right. Like, right. Be, like right. people. Why would he waste his money? Yeah. And he just. Right. Why would he say he's the, clueless, the best if you know? he's not? Like, if he's telling us he's the best, he's not going to be lying. Someone would call him on it, you know, and the and your strategy. But take me back to the. Um, so you sign up for the Real Estate Rockstars Mastermind to come hang out in Austin two years ago. You uh, get there uh, and tell me about your first morning and was what pissed. was going through your mind. So I'm used to I love going to so many seminars. I go to a lot of seminars. And um, a lot of this was my ego. Yes, I admit it. So I get there to a quality inn or something out in a farmland. And there's no there's no signage. There's nothing there. And there was a young lady at the time that was helping Aaron run it. Um, and I emailed her, where the hell am I? Why am I here? And what is what, I'm just baffled. I mean, we're, we're, we're like 25 minutes outside of Austin. And I'm used to being in these big, beautiful cities where, the, you know, the big like our second one. You know, I'm used to that. Um, so she kind of just repeats back, you know, it was kind of nice, but don't be an asshole. I was, <laughs> I was just volunteering and I was like, okay. So I stepped back and, um, I met Christine and, um, Milan and then, uh, they're inviting me out to a bar that night. So we went to the bar to meet all the agents and I met, and I get there and they're like, you Shelby, they're young. They're half my age. And, uh, you know, a lot of them were doing like 10 million, you know, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, these are kids. And I'm going, okay, I'm, I'm too old to be here. I'm like, you know, so I was contemplating going home. I'm like, all right, don't be an ass to see what it's here. We go into the seminar the next day and Shelby's sitting there and like, I own 15 doors or 17 doors. And, you know, there's other two brothers, um, Matt and the other one were there. And yeah, I, I'm sitting there going, wow, this is, uh, okay, I have a lot to learn here. It was, it was very profound. Uh, and that was big for me because I go to a lot of seminars. And what happens to me is I get lost in the seminar. Next thing you know, I'm out betting in, in Vegas, you know, at the casino. And um, this was very small. I think there was, what, only 45 people? It was a very yeah, small. small. And um, we got to know everybody. And then uh, I, I just really got a lot of respect for everybody who was there. And it was a bunch of, a lot of energy, a lot of positive energy, and a lot of go-getters. And, and a lot of, um, on not uh, on, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, un, unconventional agents that I'm not, you know, we're usually right. suit and tie. I mean, <laughs> Matt's there and his, his brother with his hat sideways with tats up his neck. And I'm going, yeah, okay. What is, you know, so uh, I met some great agents that, um, that I learned a lot from, you know, thinking that I know it all. And I get there and I realize, holy Lord, there's a lot for me to learn. So, and I, I'm very good at my niche, but there's so many different avenues and directions in real estate. And there's so much to learn from these other, you know, the younger especially technology. Like I have, I have Shelby here and you Shelby and you guys are so great with technology. I'm not sure Aaron and I would be able to do all the half the stuff without you guys. Right. Um, but to have a team, a great team around you. And I, I, when I, when I was there, I learned a lot, which I was excited to go to the second year. Uh, I did make, um, I did make note that you guys heard me bitching about being in a better place, um, which we were, and it was fantastic. I loved it. Uh, and this year I literally forced, I put their hand on the burner, everyone on my team that you have to be there. And, um, some, some, I got a little feedback, but it was something where I, I know once they go and they meet everybody and they, and they see how small the, 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 the audience is and how, how, how you do it, Aaron. I, I just, it's very powerful. And like, listen, I've been to a million seminars, so. I, uh, I asked Aaron last year if I could be a little more involved and, and start recruiting. And I think one thing, Aaron, uh, when I was talking to Aaron last year, one thing that wasn't happening was the power of referrals. And um, I was telling Aaron last year and Shelby and sitting with Christine and, and, um, and, and just saying that the, the power of the agents that we have in this room, if we could start leaning on each other and, and referring to each other, uh, there's a, just a lot of money there. There's a lot of money between each other and it's very powerful. And, you know, if you're listening to this and you haven't been to one, you need to book because like I said, I forced my whole out. team 
and they're going no matter if they like it or not. And they'll love it when they leave. It's funny that people get forced into it. And since you brought that up, a lot of people have been doing referrals on the Facebook page. We were, we've been seeing it like crazy. People going, do I know an agent over here? Do I know an agent over yeah, you here? You see me posting all the time now. Yeah. You're yeah. sending them in all the time and you're even being a little bit generous. Cause when he, cause not only did Bill wake up and he's like, what is this crappy hotel? And why is the event space like a five minute Uber ride to it? And then he gets in there and he goes, Aaron, who the heck is this guy? Yes. Who the heck is Aaron? <laughs> yeah, so like, let me give you a little, I'm yeah. here for Pat Hyben. That's right. So I, I said, so, right. So this was post COVID and I was about to get back out and I'm listening to uh, Pat on the real estate rock stars. And I said, you know, I've known Pat. I haven't seen him in probably 10 years. And I know a lot of Pat's friends that are, you know, I look, they're probably 10 or 15 years older than I am. Um, and these are guys I looked up to. And I said, you know what? Let me go support Pat. So I get out there and I'm sitting with Christina Milan and I'm going, Aaron, what do you mean, Aaron? Who's an Aaron? I don't know Aaron. And I, I, I'm not sure I want to meet Aaron. I want to see Pat. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I got, you know, listen, sometimes things that don't go your way worked out great and this one's one of those scenarios where it was everything that i didn't expect uh but look at look at us now and i and i'm super happy i got to meet you guys aaron and shelby and the team and the ogs and i'm, I'm very blessed to be a part of this organization with you guys i'm super happy to be here we are so glad you didn't fly home man we're so glad you stayed we love our family and your description of it is so like everybody's different. We have people that have done one deal. We have people that have done billions of deals like you. Like there's all, there's people that are, that, you know, do that buy. And every time they, they do a listing appointment, they offer to buy the house too. So many strategies, totally. so many different ways. Your strategy is, is super unique that we've got to talk about today. Yeah. And Shelby, I have so many agents. I have so many agents that I've been pushing to the real estate rock stars and, you know, they'll say, Hey, one of them wasn't their thing, but the other one was powerful. So if you go to real, real estate rock stars and you listen to the first one and it's not your thing, don't give up because like Aaron just said, there's so much, so diverse topics and experiences. I mean, if you're new, you'll find a new agent and you're going to go, wow, look what they're doing. You might get intimidated by an experienced agent that's doing too much and, you know, and back off. So keep going through the episodes until you find something you connect with. You're not going to connect with every show. But yeah. the, the show itself is phenomenal. The agents are real. I've seen them all. I've met them all. I've been there. Um, and like I said, if you go to the uh, seminar, you'll meet them as well. And it's just great people throughout the country that you could lean on with referrals and have that relationship and, um, you know, and vice versa. When I had a referral, it's, it's coming to you. So it, it's great to network and learn that way. And it, great network and make some extra money that way. Yeah. I was going to say one of my favorite parts too, even listening to this, that I don't think I've said enough is that because the attendees, because the people who are actually going to the event are such high quality, a lot of the speakers were actually attendees. And so as opposed to all these other conferences where the speaker's on the stage and they're done speaking, they walk out and leave and you never talk to them, the, the people speak and then most of the time they come back and sit in the seat next to you right. or at the table over. And then and you- powerful. Dude, it's so cool. And then you go get drinks. Like you literally leave the event together. You go to the bar. You go the next day, you know, you go for a run together. And it's just like such a deeper level with 100%. the badasses. Like so, uh, Daniel was somebody that. Oh, my God. He's I mean, amazing. Someone you can't touch on stage. Typically, you go to any seminar. You're not walking up to the, the, the person, the speaker and asking them a personal question. It's not happening. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Daniel, I had my son with me a couple of weeks ago coming back from basketball. And um, I was listening to a real estate rock star. And I said, you know, what? let me call Daniel. And I called him and he called me back and I put him on speakerphone. With my son and my son goes. Dad, that guy's smart. I go, he's very smart. And um, just that, uh, how successful and busy he is to take the time out to call me because we were upstairs, um, you know, in your brother's room, Aaron, Matt's room, and he and I, and, and um, Daniel and I had a chance to talk. And it was just great that he he gave me that feedback and gave me that time because, again, typically you're not going to get that from any seminar. You know, they're too big. And another thing I Never. see all the time is, well, I, I won't name any companies, but I see some companies that put a lot of the Kool-Aid out there and I see agents that really aren't successful, but they like being speakers and coaches. And I see them out there and they're teaching others, but I, I don't necessarily know if they have that qualification where when we come here, like you said, it, it's great to have somebody go on. Uh, you had a guy last year, a young kid, I forget his name, um, a very young kid. And he, you know, he was working with somebody, he was doing car sales, 
quit his job. He was on stage and he's killing it, you know, and, and there's so many people in the audience that might be new or listening to this podcast that that's, that's all they can absorb or take in at that moment was someone who's new. And then there's someone like me who listens to Daniel, who's so beyond my comprehension that I, I look at, I look up at him as a mentor and I call him and say, Hey, what, where should I be? And what's the next step? And, you know, he has the time to, to, to call me and help me out, which you're not going to get that in any, in any other pot seminars. You're just not going to get that quality and that touch. And that's why I'm still here. Hey, real estate rock stars. We only have a few minutes left in this episode, but before we get to the grand finale, I just want to say, as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. You know, podcasts are obviously free. You don't have to pay to listen to the podcast, but if you could pay one thing, if I could charge you one thing to listen to this podcast, what I would ask you to do is go, please make a review. Go to wherever you listen to podcasts, whether it's on YouTube or on Apple or Android, wherever you listen to podcasts, and go give me a review of the podcast. I read them. I listen to them. I try to make adjustments. You know, a couple of years ago, I had a ton of bad reviews on the sound quality or the number of advertisements, things like that. And I've really tried to dial in to add value for all of you guys. So please, please, please go do a review. If you want to get a, a copy of the toolbox of the stuff that you know, everybody that comes on the show, they give us some tactics. They give us something that we put in what we call our toolbox. And so to get that, you go to realestaterockstarsnetwork.com. When you get there, click on the, the toolbox and you get access to the free gift that every person that we interview on the episode provides. There's things like, you know, uh, listing tactics, how to do a presentation, you know, how to do a newsletter, all sorts of cool, fun stuff. And if you want to talk to me, go find me on Instagram at Aaron Amuchastegui. Ask me a question. I talked to so many of you guys on there. All right, back to the show. Thanks again for being a listener. Okay, I have um, to wrap it back to farming just real yes. quick. A couple more questions, and then we'll we'll proceed forward. So, okay, at this point, you have you're putting out a shit ton of mail. Mm -hmm. You know, all of these these mailers are going out in different forms. And my my question is, I guess from there, how are you converting them? Like, what are your calls to action, or where are you telling people to go to funnel it back? Like, what does that piece look like? And let me interject, Shelby. Yes. Your age group, they think that the mailers don't work. They're so techie. It's all social media. The mailers are the infrastructure, the base of getting familiar in your mail. As long as we still have mailboxes. I'm not sure when you're my age, there's going to be mailboxes anymore. But as long as there's still mailboxes, um, you're going, you know, and people are going to look at it and throw it away. That's fine. But when they're looking at it constantly, the other stuff like social media and all this other stuff is, is, um, what's the next word? What's the word I'm looking for? Is is added? It's just continuing to help the brand, but that's totally. not typically going to be the infrastructure. So a lot of younger people you. think I'm not doing postcards. I can do social media, but I, I don't. I, I don't feel that's the uh, that's the. Dude, uh, it helps. I believe you so much that. So I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm moving to Washington next year, Washington State. Wow, and my sister I, lives there. <laughs> Spokane. We'll be yep. friends. Um. But yeah, I'm considering because you guys know I haven't done production for a while. I have my rentals and I have my organization. But I've debated because of talking to you um, and a few other people going to where we're living and just testing it and like completely farming 100%. my small area and doing literally exactly what you're talking about. And then also, you know, when they come in, using that social media to nurture and nurture and stay front of mind until execution and then like documenting the whole thing. And with so, your personality, inspiring. yeah, with your personality <laughs> behind your, with your belly to belly and your brand and the postcard, you're, you'll kill it. I mean, you just have that personality. Uh, I'm not that, I'm not as friendly as you are, <laughs> but you'll do yeah, fantastic. You can be scary. But yeah. um, continuing with, with the farming is take that postcard and put a QR code to going to your website or going to a testimonial, um, your social, go to your social media. Social media is free. Exploit it. You know, put every, get everybody in your social media um, and market that your social media. Have a community Facebook page. Let you know and keep putting that QR code on those postcards that keep bringing people back to your community social social media page. To let the people put and on that social media page, put all the events that's going on. Know know the if you're on the board, if there's association, know the president. And call him or her and say, Hey, listen, what's going on? Or, or set up an event, do, do a barbecue or something in the community and put that on there. And when people come out, 
try to get their emails. So that way you can start doing an email campaign. It's, it's, it's a bunch of little, it's a bunch of little things that up to be huge and you got to keep touching. Um, we do a local magazine too. We have a couple expensive magazines in our city where you could kind of shuffle in between the other 800 agents that are in the city. Um, we have, I found that shelf life is very important and we have a magazine where it puts all the schedules for the games and what's going on and what curriculum, you know, what correct, what, what's going on in the community. And I, it's not a huge magazine, but it has shelf life because it has all the schedules and events and everything that's going on. So Ooh, we took smart. the inside cover of that. Um, digital catalogs. Uh, when you see that piece of, when you see the brochure you put up earlier, uh, digital catalog is something great where when you go into an open house, what do, what do we have a value to give that person? We do a lot of open houses. So we have a digital catalog. It, it, it's a beautiful catalog and you can turn the pages on your phone and you can skim through. You see all our listings. You can touch the listing. It goes through all the information. It goes to the Matterport. It goes to the videos. It gives you everything. So when somebody's coming in the open house and we tell them, hey, is this what you're looking for? And they say, no, we're looking for something else. We, we get their phone number. So that way we text it to them. And now we have a lead. So we give them something to trade for their phone number, which me, I'm the kind of I'm a little bit stubborn and old school. I walk in. I don't, I'm not giving you my email. I'm not giving you my phone number. Don't bother me. Um, let me just look around. <laughs> let me look around. If I see something I like, fine. But don't don't ask me for my information. I mean, we get bombarded with people asking for our information. Totally. So and you know, and, and last thing I need is another is an, another vendor calling me to try to get me to buy something. You know, I'm just not. I'm just not there. Uh, I don't want another call. But if you give me something of value. Give me something that, you know, uh, something that works for me that I, it will help me, then I will, I'll give you my information, but it has to be a trade. Um, it to totally. Oh my gosh. And even just listening to this there, are, like, I'm already like, we could already do, we could do an open house, an entire episode on how you do your open houses, an entire episode on capturing the brand. Cause the last time I talked to you too, not only are you doing these catalogs, but you also have banners where you sponsor the local sports teams and we you're, sponsor you're all of the football, the tackle, and they all have our shirts. All their shirts have our logo, our phone number and our names on them. So there's the hundreds of kids running around with our information. And it's awesome. And like hearing it, I'm like, I am a little overwhelmed by the amount, but if we, if we zoom out and we start just with that one small neighborhood, <clears> start small. really well. And then literally maybe even if it's just one every year, next year, we're going to add on one thing learn it really, really well. And then next year, add on, and you know, over time, because what, you've been doing this since 2000, um, you said 26 92, years. But, 92. Yeah. So. If my math's right. Yes. Or 94. So every, 94. Everyone listening, don't freak out. Just, you know, to eat the elephant one bite at a time. But like Shelby, <laughs> like you're an investor and, and it's pretty, it's pretty easy to have an analogy of you'd either go buy a 10 story building and be overwhelmed or you could buy one house and then buy another house and sell those and move up slowly. But if you're going to be an investor who's new and you just go buy 10 units or a 10 unit building, you're going to be overwhelmed. I mean, you know, start small, start you know, like, like Aaron and all of the investors, they started with single residential and they sold those and got to multi-use, maybe a four or five unit. And then they bought a 10. Now they're, you know, now they're in hundreds. Um, but it takes time. Don't try to buy that 10 story building out for the first time because it's going to overwhelm you and you're going to learn all the mistakes very quickly on your dime. So be careful. Baby steps. Yeah, I think um, I think my last question as we're wrapping this because it's been it's been so great and I can't wait to see you on stage uh, in Austin this next year being able to share so yeah, much. Can we do a whole us. team to meet you? Yeah, I can't wait to meet your team. I, you know, I got to talk to a couple of them on the phone when you called you me. Zach. We, we, I think yeah, you, you had one Zach. of the guys He's riding so with you, and, yep. and you were like, "Hey, let's." Let's chat. I'm going to have him come with me. He wanted to say hi. He listens to the podcast and, and I answer the phone too. The, um, so thinking back, you've been an agent for a long time, right? So is there, can you think of one thing that you wish someone would have told you when you first started? Because now there's all these tactics and things you used, but was there ever like this trigger point when you're like, man, if I would have known that my first year, it would have helped me so much. I, I think like every agent at the beginning, they go, what do I do? I don't have any, I, I don't have a direction. So I'm going to go into Zillow or realtor.com. They spend a ton of money on that. Um, we don't typically do any of those um, lead sources. We found out that if we just dominate the city, those sources will come to us directly. Um, but everybody feels that and we didn't get a lot from those companies, uh, but everybody feels that's the only direction they have. And so they spend their money that way. 
And I think a lot of, I think after a year, a lot of the agents come back and go, Hey, that didn't work for me. Or maybe I broke even, um, go into investing in yourself in a community. Again, don't be the jack of all, try and master of none. Go be the master of one community. Give it a little bit of time. Um, even if you have to have a second job, I mean, God knows we all have done that before, but give it a little bit of time and, and, and do it properly. Like I said, don't send recipes. Don't send generic postcards. Send something with a wow factor and something that people are going to look at and hold on. I've had sellers call me six or seven years ago and go, hey, I still have all your marketing material that you put in the mailbox. And I'm like, okay, why? But okay, okay. Yeah. And um, But that, that one thing is I, I've spent a lot of, I've wasted a lot of money, a lot, a lot of money over the years doing the wrong things. Um, and I, I found what works best for most of the top agents that I've met uh, most of them are listing agents. Now there are buyer agents out there that are rock stars um, and they have different systems that work for them. I, I just, we found that if you own the inventory, the buyers will come. So own yeah. the listings and you'll see buyers coming to you. Yeah. If you own the listings, buyers will come. Bill, this has been fantastic. There's going to be people that want to reach out to you. At the very beginning, you said, call me if you've got questions. People are going to want to send you referrals out in, out to Boca in Florida. Yep. Um, when they're Florida. sending people out there, everybody's moving to Florida uh, the last couple of years. So if they want to reach out to you with referrals, see more of what you're doing, how, what's the best way for them to reach you? Hey, I would love for you to reach out. My website is BillSoulSellsParkland.com. My phone number is 954-655-5097. Um, give me a call, send me a text, and I, I'd be happy to help you with anything I can. Um, like I said, I'm leaning on other agents all the time. I'm actually uh, going to another agent July July 11th in Naples to lean on him. He's a, he's a big, big uh, listing agent. So we're, I'm going to go out with him, pick his brain. So if you need me to, if you need to lean on me, I'm here for you, and I'd be happy to meet you and send business your way. If I have anything in the future that way, Shelby, any final thoughts? No, he's also, Bill's also on Instagram though. That's where he and I talk most probably. Yes. So check him out on Instagram, bill underscore soul. Thank you, and Shelby. If, of course, if you want to hang with me and Aaron, it is the Shelby show and Aaron Amuchastegui on yeah. it. Did I do it? Oh my God. Did you I do it? it. I, I no. it before the show. Oh we, gosh, we it's so name. hard. Oh. <laughs> but Aaron message us. The all... easiest name, Aaron. Dude, yeah. it's real tough. But... We're just going to call him a, a mooch for now on Shelby. A mooch. A mooch. Yeah, mooch works. A mooch. That's, that's okay. his new name. Dude, but, perfect. Um... We're changing it on the gram. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, guys, message us. We do want to hear from you, all of us. 100%. And yeah, Bill, thank check you out so my much Facebook for as well. Just Facebook yes. me and you can see what we do. Um, I could give you my printer information. I'll give you any information you need and um, we can help you get set up and started on your first farm, guys. Love That's to help idea. anybody. Love it. All right. And I hope that to is... see you at Real Estate Rockstars in March. Yes, yes all of you. Unfortunately, okay, cool. Aaron, this might be getting a little <laughs> sorry, Shelly. Unfortunately, this no, this okay. might this might be getting a little bit bigger than you want the seminar to be. Yeah, dude, the, I we, feel like we, it's we, sold out almost. Sold yeah. out quickly. Yeah, it's, it's sold. It's sold out. Now it's kind of getting all these special requests of like, do you have a wait list? Can you add one more? And we oh, yeah. we keep adding a few more. It has gotten bigger than we thought, but man, awesome. it's going to be amazing. Yeah. That's right. We got to cap it at some point, though. Keep it yep. small. Yep. But okay, right. guys, that that is it for today. Real estate rock stars. Thanks for listening. Thanks for having me. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>